Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. She's gone goblin mm. mode. But we don't call it that when it's Ed Sheeran. What does that mean? Mm. Goblin mode. <laughs> Do you not know about goblin mode? No, okay. That? This sounds rude. Yeah, no, tell yeah. me more. You're listening to the Sherlock's podcast, your guide to a more stylish life. Welcome to the Sherlock's team podcast with me, Charlotte Collins. This week I'm joined by Harriet Russell, Sherry Andrew, and a new member of the team, our new fashion editor and forecaster, Emma Bigger. Welcome, Emma. Thank you. It's so lovely to have you. This is week what? Three? Week three. I literally feel like I've been here for years. You've come it's in so it, strange. It's like literally gone so quickly. And yeah, I just feel like I've been here forever. I mean, that's a lovely thing. Yeah, so yeah, yeah it's good. Um, you've come in at the busiest possible time of year. Um, what's been fun so far? Uh, it's been really fun shooting and just get like meeting everyone in the office and yeah, just, you know, just getting on with it and seeing how everything works and who does what and all that kind of stuff. Well, you're going to be a regular fixture from now on. So people will get used to your face. My but first welcome ever for... p- podcast. First ever podcast. P- first ever podcast. Welcome. Thank I you. I hope it's not too scary. <laughs> um, Emma, what did you do this weekend? What did you get up to? Uh, my weekend was quite low key. I watched a lot of football with my boys, which is kind of, I don't have any toys because it's just on. <laughs> How uh, old are your so boys? Seven and nine. So it's more them watching football and me kind of like on my laptop. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did that. And then Sunday morning, I had a lovely massage and lovely. got my nails done. Oh, lovely. Where's yeah. your massage? Just like a really amazing local Thai place. It's lovely. So nice. You don't live with a boy. You don't live with, well, I suppose you live with your dad. What I was going to complain about is the four football matches a day. Yeah, it's a lot. I don't live with a boy, but Mm. I come from the most mad football house. Oh, do you? Mm -hmm. My mum and my sister are obsessed. Oh, so when you go home on the weekend, you can't avoid it either. Can't avoid it either. But I quite quite like it too. I'm not fanatical. And, you know, if I have plans when England are playing, I'm not going to change them. So yesterday I ended up watching the one hour and 40 minute interview Mm. with Cristiano Ronaldo and Piers Morgan. No, but that... That I get. That is interesting. Mm. Followed by Mm. Gary Neville on Diary of a CEO. How's that? Really interesting. Really? You don't have to be a football fan. Because he's kind of, he's obviously, people will know he's moved into more of a sort of commentary sort of mm. space. He's obviously a big pundit on Sky News and Sky Sports. and But he's obviously waded into several political kind of mm-hmm. issues over the last year or two. Um, but he just talks such sense. You really? just Yeah, I just feel like it's that real northern, and my parents are northern, so that's where this all comes from. But he talks about his companies in it. This is what I mean. It's not all about football. Um, and he talks about his um, employees they have unlimited leave oh that's quite common these mm. days yeah. yeah it's fascinating to hear his thoughts on why though yeah and for instance he always takes christmas and then he always takes the first week of january off he's like it's the most depressing time of the year mm. i don't want to go to work so i don't make any of my team go to work either and it doesn't go into their holiday allowance like it's completely cool. free yeah. it's just it's really like he's such a sort of like forward thinker and the way he talks about like trust at work and all of this stuff, it's just fascinating. Ooh. Absolutely fascinating. The thing with un- unlimited holiday allowance, they say that people end up taking less. Mm. Because, which I kind of get, like we, we're kind of in that time of year where it's, it's about hard. to run out. So we find people do just take holidays because they've got them to use, which is mm. totally understandable. So yeah. But kind of if you're an employer, yeah. it's a bit annoying really. Yeah. Mm. Mm. yeah. So I'd really recommend it. You don't have to, like I say, be a football fan at okay. all. To get something out of it. Oh, good to know. Mm. Sherry, have you been subjected to the football match? I have, unfortunately, yes. <laughs> um, I think it's worse now. I have a boyfriend and my dad. It's when I'm like, wow, a man to play with. Mm. And they have to watch it together. And I'm like, well, I was like, well, you're watching this. What do I do now? Yeah. Mm. I was like, oh, you know, just entertain yourself. I was like, yes, <laughs> I, I could do that. But also, 
I was like, well, I wouldn't, you know, say like, oh, let's cancel the plans. The White mm. Lotus season finale is on. Yeah. Let's, let's go and watch that together. Be like, why? So yeah, I feel like it it really takes precedence. Mm. So you don't get into it. You no, just not need at all. them to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm with you, Emma. I'm peeking around on my laptop yeah. instead. Mm. Um, I, I like want to, to seem like I'm into it, like for the boys, because I want to be like, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, that was really good. You did tell me on but, Friday that mm. Ben asked for your dinner party guests to get there early so as not to miss kickoff. We, we had people over for dinner on Friday night <laughs> and it was England. USA and I mean Friday night bear in mind that you know if to prepare dinner for like an early like I was thinking like an eight o'clock kickoff mm-hmm. and he every, the match began at seven so everybody had to arrive for 6 45 like as if I'm able to wash my hair and cook a dinner before 6 45 <laughs> Friday it was I spoke to Charlotte at like two o'clock she's like I have to cook dinner wash my hair paint my nails yeah. and somehow do a whole day of work yeah exactly wow. and finish my oh was this the one that you had the pie for this is pie. yes I what my peak oh what pie Pecan we were pie. talking about a pecan pie. I did order a pecan pie. Oh, yeah, it was yes. good. Mm. It was delicious. A recipe called Jack and Beyond, I think it's called. Mm. I think I ordered from in lockdown as well. Anyway, it was really nice. Yeah. And it was good. I drank too much. We all drank too much. It was quite a busy weekend. <laughs> um, Sherry, what did you get up to other than the football? Uh, I went to Middleton Lodge with all my friends. Oh, lovely. Yes. For a lovely, wholesome weekend away. So where is Middleton Lodge? so nice. So it's in North Yorkshire. Mm. The closest station is Darlington. So it's really easy to get to from London. Two hours, two and a half hours on the train. Super quick. Well, maybe that's not that quick, but I feel like I love a long train journey. Mm. We can Mm. sit down Mm. as long as you get a seat because some people did not get a seat and I was like, oh, I'm not giving mine up unless you are, unless you really need (laughs) it. Really in need. Yeah, Mm. yeah. Um, it was a very wholesome weekend, and we stayed in this lovely, like, barn-style um, room, and they're just about to open a heated pool in the summer, well, in February next year, which would be lovely, mm. and the food offering there is really good, mm. can't recommend it enough. It was just really lovely, and we could we went for, like, a really long woodland walk around the estate, which is vast, it's, like, 200 acres, okay. so, yeah, if you're looking for somewhere... Did you do one night on, or two we nights? We did two nights, two yeah. Nights, mm. And it, I took a half day on the Friday, and it really makes a lot of difference, like, getting there at, like, 5pm mm. as opposed to going after work, and mm. you get there really late, and you kind of miss that mm. Friday night yeah. buzz, so, yeah, it was lovely. Yeah, so, it's lovely. We went there, I think we stayed there in February this year, mm-hmm. and it's, like, proper roaring fires, no TVs in the room. It's, like, a proper yeah. escape, isn't it? Yeah, it was really yeah. nice. Heaven, oh, yes, so nice. Like if you're looking for a wedding venue, actually, in the UK, mm. it's beautiful. I did think that. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, this is... Did they give you a tour of the wedding? They yeah, did, it's lovely, yeah, and I thought it would be such a nice place to get married, because there's lots of options outside, yeah. indoor. Yeah. Loads of different um, rooms yeah, spaces. Yeah, lovely. lovely. Harriet, what about you? What did you get up to? Not a huge amount. I feel like we're at the tipping point of the year mm. where I look ahead and it's like every single weekend is like literally now nine to five yeah. booked out. So this was like my last shot at freedom. Mm. <laughs> um, but on Saturday, I did go to Jay Sheehy for oh, dinner, nice. which was really yeah. lovely with my aunt and uncle. Yeah, yeah really old school. Um, but just so flawless mm. still. Like, what did you eat? Um, so it doesn't sound exciting, but I had roasted cod on a she- shellfish risotto. Oh, that sounds that phenomenal. Sounds, that does sound exciting. That excites me. Yeah. Good. Okay. Because it was unreal. On a shellfish. Yum. It just, it's mm. not even fish like you know fish. Mm. It's, I can't really describe <laughs> it very well because I'm not a massive like foodie person, but yeah, it's just, it just doesn't bear any resemblance to anything I'd cook myself. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. That's okay. that, well, that's what you paid for. That's yeah. what you paid for. Good free theatre. Mm, yeah. The good. only thing that kind of gets me down about it is the location, which obviously isn't going to change. Like, that's just is what it is. Yes. But on a Saturday night. I know, that's why I didn't go Leicester Square. Ugh. Mm. Um, I spent some time in Soho on the weekend. So there's a restaurant which opened in Soho a couple of months ago called Miznon, mm. which is an Israeli export. Uh, the chef is a guy called A.R. Shani, who's like a, like a really big celebrity chef. In Israel, but they've got Miznons all over the world. Like, there's one in Paris, one in New York, they're, they're everywhere. So they opened one in Soho um, summer? Mm, a few months ago. A few months ago. And I don't really like going to Soho as mm-hmm. a theme. So um, I didn't, didn't go to that one, but they've just opened in Notting Hill. They've just taken over a really big... I can't think what was there. It was like a pubby type restaurant um, on Kensington Park Road. Um, so we got a takeaway. We picked up a takeaway from there last week, and it is amazing. The, the concept is basically shove any type of food into a pitta, but it's like, so you can have like fish and chips in a pitta or a deconstructed hamburger in a pitta, but it's like really excellent. And like, you know, that it's a kind of Middle Eastern spin on all of yeah. those things. Anyway, long story short, I had half an hour to kill by myself in Soho on Saturday. So I got to Miznon and I was like, can you serve me in 15 minutes? And they said, yeah. So I sat at the bar. I had their falafel, which is really amazing. It's not like falafel balls. It's like a patty. It's almost Ooh. like a falafel schnitzel type thing. Oh, nice. Anyway, in and out, 15 pounds for that and a Diet Coke. 
sat at the bar and off I went. Perfect so, lunch. Perfect lunch. If you're mm. after like a really super snappy, really delicious filling meal, I really recommend it. Amazing. It's really, really good. Yum. Yes. I feel like you finally fulfilled your and Ben's like, if we were just at the bar. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I always say I have this thing with, with expense. It's actually not expensive. So you could go for like an, you know, just like a kind of chill dinner. But I do always have this thing at, at expensive restaurants. Where if you could just... Just go and just have like one oyster and a glass of champagne. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be really fun. Anyway, it really happens. But yes, you're right. You're right. Exactly. Um, is anyone watching anything good? Harriet, you said you were reading something. Yeah, I've finished this book recently, which isn't new by any stretch of the imagination. I think it's 13 years old or something. Um, but it's called The Perfect Scent. And I don't know how I really discovered it. I just tripped across it on Amazon. And it is written by Chandler Burr. It's nonfiction. Chandler Burr is... Um, a New York Times journalist. And he followed a process really between two camps. And it's back in, I think it's the year 2000. Um, Jean-Claude Eleanor, who is one of perfumery's like most exceptional noses. Um, he works a lot with Frederick Mal. Um, he is employed by Hermes to come up with a perfume to rival Chanel Number no. 5. They have come up with this strategy at the house, the year 2000. That's what they want to go after. At the same time, literally the same months, Coty, obviously a big beauty conglomerate in New York, decides they're going to launch a fragrance with Sarah Jessica Parker, which everyone will know is lovely. Mm-hmm. It's iconic now. Um, and Chandler, it's called lovely. It's called lovely, yes. yes. <laughs> That's not just your opinion. <laughs> no, I actually personally don't love it because it's, <laughs> it's a very mass market sort of pleasing fragrance, but obviously it was absolutely huge um, and continues to be a bestseller today. Um, so Chandler Burr basically covered these two processes at the same time. So he follows Jean-Claude Eleanor going down to grass and being employed by this like very luxe Parisian French, French house and all the development that goes into what they think will be the next blockbuster fragrance. And then on the other side of the world, you've got this very commercial celebrity driven thing happening at the same time. And it's sort of contrasting those two business journeys fascinating mm. yeah it's really really interesting you don't have to be massively into fragrance I really enjoy it so it kind of had added meaning for me but in terms of just like the inner workings of luxury mm. versus kind of as I said this mass market particularly in beauty which is so like yeah. huge and so many billions of billions of dollars at stake and there's huge insight into SG, SJP as well Ooh, okay um, I didn't cool. yeah because mm. Chandler Burr sits in on meetings and he talks to other people who were at other meetings to really relay all the information of what happened about how involved she was. I mean, she was massively, massively involved cool. down to like the texture of the ribbons that they used on the bottles and stuff. Is mm. Was he allowed into those on the premise that he was writing two separate pieces of content or was the idea always that he was going to write this book? I don't think it was always that he was going to write this book. He, I think he actually wrote numerous articles about both processes. And then essentially, like, everyone had followed these articles and he amalgamated them into this book. But, um, but yeah, fascinating. Cool. Really What's recommend. It again? It's called The Perfect Scent. Perfect mm. Scent. Good recommendation. Mm. Sherry, anything? I saw She Said at the weekend, <gasps> yes. which is so good oh really really yeah. so really? what is what has she said so it's based on the book that was written a couple of years ago um and so it's two new york times journalists and they broke the story about harvey weinstein which then subsequently started the me too movement so it's based on the book that they wrote that then i believe won the pulitzer prize um and it is a behind the scenes um take on what happened how they came about the story and then how they broke the story to the news interesting mm, it's so interesting yeah. but i really liked i mean it's it's quite heavy watch because you know you are dealing with really mm. heavy topics mm. and sexual assault and lots of high profile women as well and also people who are very junior in the industry um so it's shot in a very I would say respectful way, so you don't see any sexual assault on camera. It's all kind of implied, which I thought was a, quite mm-hmm. a respectful way to do it. And then I think they use the actual um, New York Times offices to shoot it as well, so it all feels very like very real. And um, in other films where you see it, and it's like a really high pressure, like uh, working for like a broadsheet newspaper, it seems like very fast paced and like there's so much going on, and they're like running on the phone and blah blah blah, get me a taxi. Whereas this is much more like. You see it from their perspective and how it affected their lives. And it's a lot more, not necessarily slow paced, but like you see like the detail that goes into it and like the rigorous journalism. Mm-hmm. And yeah, um, what they did was like, yeah, so amazing. It's, it's about, so it's starring Carrie Mulligan. 
yes, and Zoe Kazan. And they play the two journalists who really work together. It shows them as working mothers and how it takes a toll on their home life. And just like, yeah, the dedication they had to the story and the women who they really, really cared about mm. and wanted to champion. And another interesting point is that the guy who plays Harvey Weinstein really isn't in it until like the last hour, which again, just makes it more even amplified that he's, he's this like, um, omnipresent mm. force that is just doing so much wrong that mm. you don't actually see him which again just represents what happened in real life yeah. so a really I think an important watch mm. um, but also like from like a you enjoying it at the cinema I got loads out of it I thought this was, was great. I was going to say is it entertaining because I feel like the trailer looks good I'm not criticising it mm. but obviously the subject matter as you said it's heavy yeah and I was wondering if it might end up being a bit dry on screen, but mm. you don't seem to think that. No, and even though everyone knows how it ends, and mm. obviously he's in prison now, it's not like a spoiler, but it's like the nitty gritty, the day-to-day -day details that we necessarily wouldn't know. That's what was really interesting. Did you ever see Spotlight, mm -hmm. which was the one with um, Mark Ruffalo, about, oh, um, yeah. do you remember this? So there was a Chicago newspaper, I think, is that right? I think it might be a Boston, Boston. Boston Globe. And they were blowing up the story the, the, about... The paedophile rings within the, um, yeah, within the Catholic church yeah and that was amazing oh, right. it sounds to me like something similar in that mm. it's about the jealous and there was also what was the Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks on about the Washington Post oh about Post. the Washington Post yeah. yeah I can't remember the name of it but mm. yeah there's like a canon of that type of film out there isn't there but it really mm. um, they can be quite gripping especially mm. when it's even if it's a story that you already know so yeah Exactly. Mm -hmm. Emma, anything to recommend? I did manage to watch the Ghislaine Maxwell thing on Netflix, yes. which again, heavy topic. Mm -hmm. It wasn't really about Jet, it was more about her as a woman and being a woman predator. And she's um, fascinating. Like her yeah. backstory is mm. wild. Yeah. yeah. And then it, ha it was like interviewing, you know, people that knew her in the 80s and describing mm. how she was then and and like how oh, she became this like hideous mm -hmm. predator. It was quite interesting. There was Ooh. she was all over the news again this weekend because her husband is refusing to pay yeah. her fees her, yeah. for, for yeah. a retrial, oh. her legal fees for a retrial, um, for her appeal. But it's all her money. Like all the money, all the money is hers. So she she like handed over yeah, I was reading much this morning. She handed over all her cash. She put it all in his name when it looked like things were gonna mm -hmm. go, you know, mm -hmm. tits up for her. And now he's refusing to use that money to... But she put it all in his name. Yeah. I know. Interesting. Mm. I mean, oh. is he a... I'd love to know more from his side. Yeah. Is he a hero? Is he, I don't know. Fascinating. Mm. Anyway, what's it called? Do you know? Uh, I think it was just called the Ghislaine Maxwell story or something okay. generic like that. Okay. But it was quite interesting. Worth a watch. Mm. Worth a watch. There was a bit of like... Re I don't know. I've seen quite a bit of, you know, documentaries on Jeff. It was a bit of rehashing. Okay. Mm. But worth a watch. Okay. Yeah. Nice. We've all brought along some things to talk about. Some things that we've read about in the news over the weekend. We were spoiled for choice this time, weren't we? <laughs> there was, there, yeah, there yeah. was a lot of, a lot of good chat. Um, Emma, what was the article that you saw that you wanted to talk so about? So I saw a really nice kind of fun piece about um, how the party season and the trends that people are like following this season. So there was one um, point that they made where the naughties cocktails coming back mm -hmm. so Ooh. everyone's back drinking cosmos and like lychee martinis so this is trends for party season like as a whole it's not just fashion it's like no, what's as a going whole. on, on the yeah 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 so okay so Naut can we unpack naughties cocktails first because i yeah, feel like that's well, a so much to be saying cosmos so is definitely yes a naughty cocktail and lychee martinis i feel I thought, did a lychee martini ever go away not in my world. <laughs> I love Lachie Martini. See, that to me feels quite modern, but what, correct me if I'm wrong. No, no, Lachie no, Martini. Martini. Yeah. 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 Um, I'd, I'd call that like a, I don't know, it's like 2010. Very Zuma. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cosmo, any Cosmo fans? I used to be. I don't know if it would be my order of choice now. It's just sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I would pink. never have that. Like, I no. thought I was the height of sophistication when I was at uni and we went on a posh night out and mm. I'd order a cup of plum to yeah. yeah, like Carrie Bradshaw. Yeah, I mean, cringe. You are yes. That was what started it Well, all, yeah. that's what started Bradshaw. it, but yeah. then they, they were drinking them again in, in And Just Like That. Where so were they? And being like, the Cosmos back, so yeah. I'm guessing they had a lot mm. to do with it. Would you drink Cosmos? Or? No, I, yeah, again, it's too sweet and I think I like the idea, but the reality, not for me. Uh, so what are the other trends for party season? So the other trends, this is a bit of a weird one, but it's saying that beige food is like back to have, you know, so kind of like 
little cheese toasties, Wishbunga sandwiches. I mean, I don't know. It feels a bit. I, I think I can get on board with that. I'd be yeah. so happy if I went to a party and they served me cheese toasty and Wishbunga sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. it's great. I think my grandma gave me a load of crap when I first moved out of home. No offense, grandma, but you know, like a load of stuff that I think she thought would be quite useful. And one of them was. A, a dish that looked like like flour. Point is, it's for deviled eggs. It was a deviled egg dish, oh. which I did sadly. I know it's sadly smashed. However, I don't think I'm going to be serving deviled eggs at a, no, at an event no, but they might be back. No. They might be back. Mm, yeah, retro. So it's all retro kind of things, and then you know the playlists. They're very retro. So let me think. Like, ain't nobody, all that kind of you know. Feel good music. Yeah. Um, Again, I don't know that those ever went away, the bangers. No, mm. Well, I think people made the mistake of thinking that a dance floor was filled up with modern music, but mm. no. That's never what gets people. No, no it's, it's always it's all the classics. Sherry, yeah. yeah. I feel like you entertain a lot. Mm. What is what is your like go-to for a good festive party? Well, in terms of music? Well, in terms of everything. Like, what are, you, what are your like non-negotiables? Oh, great question. See, for me, the most important thing is the music. Mm -hmm. Obviously, if you're having the food, that's that's a separate mm -hmm. kettle of fish. But yeah, something that I think actually spending time doing a really curated playlist, or if you don't, SoundCloud. There are so many mm. good playlists on SoundCloud that are just made for you and mixes. And um, a lot of them don't even have adverts anymore. So that's really good. Pardon my ignorance. Mm. The difference between SoundCloud and Spotify is what? So SoundCloud was kind of back in the day made for just DJs or anyone can have an account. And if you are a DJ or you make music at home on whatever equipment you have, you can just upload it. Mm -hmm. So it was really good at discovering like DJs okay. and like MCs back in the day, selectors um, as well. And so, yeah, but it's just so good for discovering if you want like, I don't know, I'm looking for Ibiza vibes mm. or like disco. Anything. I always need that. Like, yeah, it's so I just don't know that. how to do it. On, like, this is it. And in Spotify, oh, like you, you don't get like the awkward jumps between songs or like, you know, a song that has like eight minutes. You're like, I need mm. to skip this. Mm. It does all that for you. Okay, so that's really good. Oh, lighting, perhaps. Ooh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's key. Yeah. Dim the lights. Mm. Nice music. Yeah, like you can't really go wrong. Mm. Emma, if you're entertaining over Christmas, what do you serve? I did one once. It was like Hasselback mini potatoes with blue cheese, oh. and they were that's beige. Mm. amazing. That sounds yeah. delicious. Yeah, it was okay. really good. Yeah. Really good. We um, so I do a girl, we do girls' Christmas every year with my friends, and normally it's like everybody brings a dish, and it's quite a big thing. And then we were all together yesterday. And we got, I don't know, we were we were spitballing ideas, and came to the conclusion that we were just going to do a big M and S order of canapes that you can put in the oven. Because I don't mm. know if you've had that many lobster mm. thermidors. They are <laughs> incredible. We were like, that. check, beef wellington, check, happy days. Um, Harriet, what about you when it comes to festive entertaining? What would be your number one rule? <sighs> the thing is, in our house, we just, my family, this is me talking, we just go a bit mental with parties because mm. we don't do them very often. Mm. And they've sort of become a bit legend in our like little town Ooh. in Surrey in the sense that the <laughs> Russell... Yeah. Yeah. No, I, d I don't mean it to be like, oh, we're so good, but it's more, it's more like a bad thing <laughs> in the sense of like, the Russells never throw a party okay. except for like once every 10 years. And then it is like the messiest party you've ever seen. Oh, wow. And everyone comes and goes absolutely mental. Okay, the last that. time, yeah. which was about 10 years ago, I think I remember my mum getting chased up the stairs by like one of our neighbours who was like blackout dry. I mean, it was oh, it was ridiculous. So it sounds like you're due a party if it's been 10 years. Yeah, I mean, we time. probably were due one before the pandemic hit and that's why we haven't done it. Mm. But yeah, we're, we are a bit mental. Okay. So, so lots of booze. So, so much booze it's not even funny yeah. um and this is probably why because my mum then like takes stock of like how much it cost us to do this party and she's like never saving again. up for the yeah. last yeah. <laughs> i think maybe byob next time yes yeah and she does do my mum does make the best canapé in the world yeah we just call them sticky sausages they're nothing crazy mm. but you literally just dump a bunch of cocktail sausages in a bowl pour mango chutney over them oh. and slow roast them for like 45 minutes Ooh. oh they that are the excellent. best thing in the world that sounds really good yeah, yeah. okay delish how pleaser mm -hmm. emma if anyone wants to read the article where did you find it a sunday time style section sherry yes what did you bring along to talk about i'm going to whip it out so this was in the telegraph and it was a comment piece by Bryony gordon about lewis capaldi she was saying that she really loves him um, but he's proved there's a great double standard in the music industry. And the pop star is a joy for, for his ordinary, ordinariness? Ordinariness. 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 That's the one. Mm. 
So why can't female singers act just as normally without being mercilessly picked on? And I have thought this for such a long time, mm. starting with Ed Sheeran, really. Mm. Obviously, super talented. Like, there's a reason why he's like one of the biggest pop stars in the world. But I'm like, if that was a woman, she would a not get to that level of success, mm. and b like people would critique her so badly, oh my God, so badly for coming onto stage mm. in like a dirty t-shirt and jeans and mm. trainers and not brushing her hair. So yeah, that's her argument in this piece. And the point, mm. the point that she makes in this feature is that. This it, having this conversation sounds hypocritical because by default you have to discuss what the men look like and the mm. way they behave. But that's that is only to highlight the fact that there are no women who are able to do that, right? So yeah. we were, we will in this conversation talk about Alois Capaldi and the way he looks, and you do you know you say that yeah. Sheeran wears a dirty t-shirt, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> but that is to highlight the fact that women can't do it. I mean, the closest mm. she referenced Adele and Lizzo, Lizzo, which I don't yeah. just don't agree with. They're like no, two of the most no, glamorous. No, 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 sorry, so she, glam. she does say. They're the closest she can come get in her, uh, okay. but obviously they don't count. But like, I think they're really bad examples. Because, yeah. yeah, like Lizzo yeah. is like super glamorous, like beautiful, always yeah. immaculate. Yeah. yeah, I can exactly. only imagine that by that she means they're not women who are like, you know, the status quo. They're not Maybe. like super skinny. Yeah. But like, I feel like that doesn't count because they look no. so incredible. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, Agreed. Billie Eilish came to her, to my mind. Mm. Not Billie Eilish. Now. Early days. Early Billie early Eilish. Days. Yeah. But look at what her early days were spent doing. It was defending her image yeah. most of the exactly. time instead of like being praised. I know she was praised for her music because people couldn't deny her talent mm. really. Mm. But she spent most of most of her time in interviews yeah, defending yeah, her appearance. True. And then she, she went and did that sexy video shoot anyway. And, yeah. became and she was what, 15 then? Yeah. 16? Yeah. Like still a child. Yeah. yeah. Really. And she, she said it explicitly. She said, why do people want me to be sexualized? I am a minor. Mm. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. didn't let up mm, yeah so right it's true so i think in this feature one of her main points is that not only do people think like oh my god he's so cool he's so like relatable like he now has a um a collab with asos mm. so he's like modeling Which, on there by the way have you seen it yeah no i actually it is hilarious it's, it's like really funny. it's like imagine the normal asos model shots and then it'll be lewis capaldi with them like <laughs> he's just like literally crazy. like bombing yeah. every yeah. photo yeah he is just in like a black t-shirt <laughs> it's wild anyway i mean that's clever it's a clever marketing tool because this whole usp is that he's so mm. relatable and like mm. she says you could imagine going down to the pub with him and he'd be like jokes which he would yeah but it's just sad that like they have the standards are just through the floor mm-hmm. and then we're women it's just like so it's up here Sure, you go to gigs a lot and see a lot of live music. Like, mm. do you, have you ever seen women on stage who aren't? And even if it's, even if it's not glam in like the traditional sense, like the Adele sense, you know, mm. still a Billie Eilish is putting on. It, there's still an image, yeah. there, right? Yeah. It's still a a, a, look. a considered yeah. image, exactly. Yeah. Which like it doesn't feel like Lewis Capaldi and Ed Sheeran are going for. No. Like, have you, do you see much of that maybe on the kind of less mainstream circuit? Not really. I feel like on the whole, it is very like glam. Even if you're quite like alternative or edgy, mm. it is very like glam, and that's part of it. But don't get me wrong. I think a lot of artists, especially like, will enjoy that, and they mm. want to look great. Mm. What just- is interesting about Adele, I think, is that. That just literally brought to mind some of her early, early, early Glastonbury appearances. Mm. She is quite sort of low key in the yeah. sense that she was wearing she was wearing black she most of the time. Wore, yeah, she was dusty and like black, a sort yeah. of woolly beanie, and like she was, she did her own makeup. She mm-hmm. wasn't wearing no makeup, but it obviously wasn't like a professional kind of mm-hmm. outfit. And then very quickly, she like basically dialed up the glam, and that's when her music went absolutely stratospheric. Mm, yeah, that's I, so true. I think there's an interesting connection correlation. There. I mean, Definitely. is there an argument? So when I think about politicians for example we talked about what politicians look like mm-hmm. a little bit on the podcast a few weeks ago and you know everybody cites boris johnson everybody knows by now that boris johnson's kind of i'm so messy routine is incredibly choreographed yes, yes. There's, you know there's a kind of there's a motive mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. is there perhaps do you know we don't know for a fact that a lewis capaldi or an ed sheeran aren't really capitalizing on a particular type of image it's not mm. the norm but yeah. like maybe that's I don't know. Maybe that's 
Maybe it's a bit more orchestrated than we I think. I think maybe yeah. they now know it works. So they now see into it. that people, you know, love them and he's obviously hilarious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I guess they just would play along with it. Yeah, maybe. definitely. Ed Sheeran's also a massive sneakerhead. Most of his trainers are costing like 25 grand. Mm, true. But mm. for the untrained eye, like myself... That goes straight over my head. As Samantha says to Smith in Sex and City, if you aren't wearing something the kids can't afford, how do they know to worship you? So there you go. That's that must be that motive. But it is interesting. Why do men, especially men in the public eye, think not caring about their appearance, whether it's Boris or Ed Sheeran? Yeah. Why do they think that endears them to people? I think it, it does. That's the proof of the yeah. pudding, isn't it? Oh, because I think that's quite an attractive quality for someone who's just themselves and. Mm. You know, doesn't. So then you're getting it, into the root cause of when women do that. It's yeah. like, oh, she's let herself go. Yeah, exactly. She doesn't so care. Right. So it's yeah. so unapologetic if a man does it, but if a woman does it, then we judge it so much. I she's mean, gone goblin mm. mode, but we don't call it that when it's Ed Sheeran. What does that mean? Mm. Goblin <laughs> mode. Do you not know about goblin mode? <laughs> okay, this sounds rude. Yeah, no, tell yeah. me more. No, 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 it sounds no. really bitchy. So there, when Julia Fox and Kanye West went out for one month mm-hmm. at the beginning of this year, I remember. Mm-hmm, I mean, it will Birkin be a time impression yes. on all Birkin of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> apparently there was a headline that circulated shortly after their breakup that said he broke up with her because he hated it when she went goblin mode. And it led to this like... And what's that? When she just oh. had no makeup? So apparently goblin mode in the urban dictionary now means <laughs> when you sort of live in an unkempt hedonistic way where you like don't brush your hair and don't put your makeup on and don't mm. clean your house and like you go goblin mode. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, like hermit mode. Yeah, okay, apparently understood. it was the most searched TikTok term this year because no one knew when this, this headline came out I love what this goblin habit. mode meant. We should have talked oh. about this. I know. <laughs> I know. Well, we are. We are. Here we are. Yeah. <laughs> Lewis Capaldi goes goblin mode. Everyone goes, oh my God, it's so good. Julia Fox does it and she gets dumped. Right. Exactly. But Not dumped okay. by Kanye, so really she's better off. Really do- bullet dodged. Yeah. But <laughs> indeed, indeed. That's fascinating. Mm. Like, if you can put a name on it like that, then it almost proves that it kind of is a personary type. I don't know. It, it feels like a deliberate choice. It feels deliberate. Mm. But also, why the word goblin is not flattering, let's face it. So to use it against <laughs> women feels very derogatory. Mm. Yeah. So, so this is the moral of the story that we should start calling more men goblins. <laughs> well, I just I, I could yes. get on board with that. Yeah, I just don't. I, it's interesting that it's not levied at men. It's I know levied at women, yes. as in their standards are dropping. Mm. Yeah, but we won't yeah. use it in the context of men because they don't have standards to begin with. I would say that in <laughs> maybe this, that's the point. That's the point. I would say that at the same time that like a Lewis Capaldi is gaining, you know adoration so is a harry styles who is of course at the complete other end of the spectrum Mm. very preened big spectacle it's you know there's there's a lot of thought to the way he looks but i don't think he's any less worshipped or endeared is that a word but no the adoration is the same right Mm. but is that just a different type of adoration i do think they're different audiences Mm. or even if they're not different audiences they love them for very different reasons yeah different reasons i think lewis capaldi has a more um i think he has more male fans as well interesting so i think he's kind of like look at me i can i can look like this and Mm. have my like do a photo shoot and be like unkempt or whatever and you can too i think Mm. maybe that appeals to maybe yeah Yeah. which is no bad thing but we should yeah exactly we should just be able to do that too maybe we should all come in in goblin mode for the (laughs) podcast just to say julia fox renounced this headline said it wasn't true that that never happened okay Mm. but it's just funny that this fake headline Mm. about her going goblin mode went massive yeah Mm. fascinating she's she is fascinating she is fascinating have you listened to her call your call your daddy yeah not i love call her daddy i have it it's Mm. so good her episode she has had one heck of a life yeah she has she's a mum She's a mum, yeah. but she spent most of her childhood, sort of adolescent years on probation. Like she was in trouble with the law a lot. Yeah. Mm. She grew her mum and her dad, they're still married and they have like a supposedly happy marriage, but her mum has always lived in Italy and her dad has always lived in New York where she grew up. And fascinating. yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah, she's such a character. She's such a character. She was on the cover <laughs> of ES magazine a, a few months ago and yes. oh, probably a couple of weeks ago. Did you read that interview? And she's yeah. just... She's just like the reason she was in so much trouble as a teenager is because she just like lives like by literally she does whatever she wants whenever yeah. she wants. Yeah. And it's just like You it's get quite that sense existence. from her, don't you though? You can just yeah. imagine that she was such a yeah, like a rebel. Mm, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, just, she sees no reason to conform. Yeah. I mean, it's quite refreshing. It's really refreshing. It is, She's yeah. having time for life. It's yeah. fun to watch, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, <laughs> thanks, Sherry. Where was that article? That was Brownie Gordon writing. In the Telegraph. In the Telegraph. Yeah. Um, Harriet, what did you bring? 
So mine also comes from the Telegraph, and it was really just the headline enough which grabbed me, um, which is why I spend six thousand pounds a year going to hen parties. Wow, um, it's a first-person account by Eleanor Stiefel, um, and she basically goes through all of the hen parties that she's been through this year, and she realizes that you know it's come. She says four hundred and fifty-pound weekends in a rubbish Airbnb in Kent. And she sort of goes through all of these examples and then she realises by the end of the examples that it's close to six grand just on wow. the hen party. Okay, so so I'd like to unpack this. So she's spending... So I did about you guys, but I feel like stags typically are the things that cost thousands and girls try to kind of rein it in a bit more. So I don't think I've mm. ever paid more than 450 for a hen. Was anyone here? No. Well, when my friends were getting married, it was very low key. So it wasn't like these lavish mm. things that go like we literally got a cottage in the country yeah. and drank wine and played stupid yeah. games so which, which is by the way the perfect hen. which yeah. is yes. the perfect hen um yeah. so i'm confused how many hens she went on what's it what's six thousand divided by 450 that's that's yeah, quite that's like 12 hens yeah but not everyone costs 450 some of them cost more obviously right. i don't think i've ever paid more than maybe like 200 250 okay I haven't been to that many destination hens though. So I've got very lucky. I've not been to a single abroad hen. Oh, I've been really? to one. Yeah, I've yeah. really been dodged the bullet there. Yeah. I've not even been to many though, like Emma's just said, like in the country big house. Most of them just, for my friends, have happened in London. They've been dinners, which nights is out. Nice, is, which is so nice. So dinners, nice. I think, is so yeah. nice. Dinners just have a true. big dinner with Mm. 10 of your friends well this is the question we were talking about this the other day in the context of the wedding edition if you were to have your hen now Emma what did you do for your so hen so I didn't have a hen okay oh how come I, well I don't know I think because I was quite like an anti-bride like I didn't have bridesmaids okay. I didn't have you know favours but we did get married abroad and we did have uh, the night before we just had a big dinner so oh, that was kind nice. of like our hen and stag okay, nice. kind of together Mm. So, uh, so yeah, I just it just didn't really appeal to me the whole Hindu thing. Yeah. Did you wear white? Yeah. Okay. So you weren't like yeah. No, I wasn't like totally <laughs> like. Uh, but yeah, I wore white. And so. if you were getting married now, what would you do for your hen? I would def. I'd either do like five friends at a nice spa and then dinner, oh, yes. or just a big dinner. Nice, I think. Yeah. What did you do for yours? My hen was in London because we were getting married abroad. And I think I said I didn't want it to be more than a 150. I think that's what Mm. I said at the time. Mm. You know, things were cheaper four four or five years Mm. ago. Um, (laughs) And so what did we do? We did, yeah, various activities in London and ended with a night at um, the Clapham Grand. Not dollars. Oh, oh, nice. Iconic. Every days. I would now do it. I would do a lunch over mm. dinner. Yeah, if everyone's paying 150 pounds, that is a very, very lovely, long, boozy lunch mm. in my head. You pay 100 quid and everybody just sits there and private room, sit down at one, leave at 10, happy days. Yeah. Isn't there like a mm, maturity nice. that goes into this there though? Is. There is a maturity. Like when you, if you're getting married in your mid to late 20s, which is when a lot of my friends got married, we were of an age and there was a sort of collective mass hysteria. <laughs> shall yeah. we say, <laughs> around Hendy's that everyone ended up like trying to sort of one-up each, mm. each other and like every single one was getting more ridic- ridiculous. Whereas now, I mean, I'll be 34 in two weeks. If I was to get married in my late 30s, mm. there's no way I'm doing like Ibiza pool parties. No. Like, yeah. Oh, tragic. <laughs> and I do think that there's there are activities that are like typical hen things in the mm. commas that when you're really young, you want to do because you've seen other people do them and you know mm. you and your friends, it's mm. exciting. So when I think about the early hens they were very henny mm, and yeah. then you just get to the point where you've got complete fatigue over yeah. those activities one of yeah. mine was like a Spice Girls like dance afternoon where you went and like learned all the routines I did that not that long ago for Britney oh. actually <laughs> yes. but yeah, I, you know give it Britney three years <laughs> I'm not going anywhere near that no. stuff mm, what, <laughs> what's the best activity you've done on a hen well, okay so there was one hen do where we it started on Friday night worst choice ever everyone had been at work this yeah, was not the days of flexible working mm-hmm. these were the days of everyone does five yeah. days a week and is shattered mm. but the dinner was at Brasserie's Adel, which is one of my absolute faves and it was a really really nice vibe and I knew this would happen so the Hindu was organized by the maid of honor who was the bride's sister who was 19 oh, wow I know mm. very young very young and so we were young too, but even so, she had then booked us into this um, bar sort of round the corner for like afters, which we totally missed the booking because of course she hadn't factored in enough actual time for dinner. She'd given us like an hour and a half at the table, yeah. never going to happen. There were like mm. 12 of us. Mm. 
Um, so we missed that slot. So because we missed our slot, we then had nothing else but for the rest of the evening right. when dinner stopped at 10. Okay. So that was my favourite part of the evening, dinner. Mm. Oh, right. It no, goes right. down. It goes down. Like, oh, where's no. she going? What, what did they do yeah. instead that was so much no. fun? Okay. So you just like so, dinner. The next morning, I had to be in Stoke Newington for flower arranging. <laughs> Why do hens do this? Why yeah. do hens oh, do this? Yeah. Yeah. I've done all that. I know. Or I painting know. pottery. I've done like, macaroon painting and yeah. like, it's not far away from yeah. Stoke Newington. I was just going to say, this worries me because mm. I've never been to a hen. I was going to ask. Ever. Like, not once. Started. <gasps> You no. lucky, lucky never thing. Never been to a hen, but I feel like um, they're, they're going to be coming they're up coming, in the next yeah, few years. Yeah. And I'm already anticipate, anticipating to be spending a lot of money yes. and be doing things that I just don't want to do. And how you do will. you... Mm. Yes. How yeah. do you it's navigate coming. that? How do you say... You can't really say no, can no, you? No, you can't. That's the problem. I think it depends on how friendly you are with the person. Mm. I think you can Like, if, you know, you can say no. Yeah, or you can dip in and out. Like, you know, if it's yes. a day, you That's can true, say, actually. I'll come for the lunch and I'll do the, I don't know, yes. pottery or whatever. But I don't want to do the yeah. other activities. But generally, yeah, I do think hens are one of those things in life, unless it's like prohibitively expensive and you're like, you know what, I really can't pay for this, that you sort of just have to suck up and do. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. You kind of just have to. But isn't that mm, awful yeah. that everybody hates them? It's I know it is. It and is. like, we still keep we still do. doing what's, it. What's the best hen activity you've ever done? I went to a really nice hen in Croatia, which was oh, well, lovely. I'm sure that was lovely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but obviously that was expensive. It's a holiday. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and I saw it more as a holiday. Mm. Um, and we had a really amazing boat day, so that was gorgeous. Okay, that's oh, good. that sounds yeah. nice. Yeah. But that doesn't really count. I know. Yeah. But I'm doing <laughs> that anyway. Once I'm on holiday with my yeah. friends, it was so much fun. <laughs> um, I've done a thing a few times. I might have talked about this before. Um, called Rocky Oki, which Ooh. if you are a massive exhibitionist like me and all my friends are, <laughs> it's a live band that you do karaoke to. So they, they come really and they fun. set up and there's like oh, three of them, fun. and they and they have a list of a hundred songs of which it's mostly like. Total Eclipse of the Heart mm. and Queen and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, you can pick your song and well, as Karen did they play for you live, which is like if your dream has always been to perform. <laughs> Star is born. Star is born. It's the one. Um, so I highly recommend that. Uh, well, Six Grand sounds like a lot. She must be very popular. She must be. I mean, it's a bit like um, similar articles have been written, haven't they, about the cost of actually going to weddings mm. in the sense that I've got six weddings this year which hasn't been the case for the last couple but you know if you're someone who gets invited to a lot it can really rack it up really between mm. yeah between the accommodation if you have to travel the presence you know everything that goes into it is it's not yeah it's the, not outfit. Small. Yeah. the outfit the spray mm. tan the blow dry yeah. the nails yeah, yeah. Expensive. expensive and I think they're writing this obviously in the context of cost of living mm. and mm. you know to what extent are we going to sort of have like a couple of years of war brides mm-hmm. in terms of is anyone going to sort of dial down mm. what they do yes yeah. well you wrote I was going to say we <laughs> you wrote an article on the wedding edition last month about how to save money on your wedding kind mm. of in the context of the cost of living crisis but additionally who who doesn't want to save money on their wedding mm. um, so do check it out because actually at Harry I thought it was filled with some like seriously good practical it wasn't just like don't have flowers like it was mm. actually really mm. good advice yeah so. it was it was much more like specific yes. what, like, what what kind of thing well for instance with flowers it wasn't just oh scrap the flowers because mm. no one cares um yeah they do um it was more like go to a local florist ask for everything that's mm-hmm. in season and get them to do hand-tied mini bouquets for tables that mm-hmm. will literally be half the price of going to a big time fl- you know mm-hmm. it, was, it was more it was like practical, practical yeah. things yeah. you can actually do to, yeah, where if you'd normally do this mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. of do this, do this. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and Chloe actually on our team had a really good tip for music which was she mm-hmm. didn't hire a professional band or DJ she and her husband asked their close friends to pair up and then they did DJ sets throughout the night like each of them so they had like four That's DJ fun. sets that their, their friends were like responsible which for would doing. just we should say they were just Spotify playlists. Yeah, she, yeah. she doesn't just yeah. have like twenty. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> but, but yeah, she, they they created playlists together. And yeah, they, and they did like different sections, didn't they? So like some were yeah. disco, and then the next hour would be nineties pop. Yeah, So full of full of good ideas like yeah. that. So there you go. Check it out on the wedding. Well, on the wedding edition tab, I'm sure that's dot com. All right, I'm going to talk about. Drinking water. Uh, so this is from the Times 2 today, actually, Monday, which says that new research suggests two litres a day is OTT. And it is it is the lovely Charlie Gowans Eggington talking about how the water one-upmanship is no more. We can all, well, we all get a bit smug about our water. Well, those of us who drink a lot of water mm. get quite smug about their water drinking. And she was describing a scene from um, Smack the Pony. I don't know if any of you are too young, but if anyone else remembers no, Smack no, the Pony. No, no, I remember You do? Pony. Okay, yeah, excellent. Yeah, yeah. Smack the Pony, which was a brilliant um, comedy show, uh, sketch comedy show. Um, she says here, uh, in which four women compete with increasingly larger water bottles, celebrating their victories with smug little smiles. 
until one outdoes the rest with the bottle from an office water cooler, 15 or so litres from it, soaking her completely. <laughs> so, like, but it's kind of, you know, obviously that's an exaggerated version, but it, it is so true that there's a smugness around water drinking. I mean, anyone mm. who's been in the Sherlock's office will see our, I mean, they're competitive, large bottles of water. We do comment, don't we? Mm. When I get to somebody and I see that they've only hit their, like, I don't know, 1.7 mm. litres at three o'clock, I'm like... You've got some work to How do. How do you know they're not on a refill? You don't. And actually, there's nothing more satisfying than when somebody points out to you and you're like, refill. <laughs> this is round two. Um, but more, more to the point, I want to know what, what you guys do that you are smug about. So like the thing that you're supposed to do that you actually do, because I've actually got another one that I'm really quite smug about. It's probably the neatness of my home. Ah. Every time someone comes around, That's they're like, one. this place is immaculate. I'm like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And they're so, like, tell me who your cleaner is. I'm like, I don't have one. So it's not just neat, it's actually you keep it clean yourself as I well. work really hard at it. Yeah. It's okay. just something that I, like, since a child, my mum would say, like, I've been absolutely, I don't want to use the phrase OCD because obviously that mm. is a proper disorder and I don't have it, but I have been fastidious, shall we say, <laughs> about my neatness. Okay. Do you spend a lot of time? Yeah, I do. I do. So this weekend, for example, where I said all I did mm. was really go to Jay Shiki, um, yesterday in particular, all I really did was laundry and clean. Okay. Do you, does it good Sunday. Does it satisfy mm. you? Yeah, tidy mind, I think. Mm. I think that's probably where it stems from, mm. is that mentally I can get quite overwhelmed by some stuff. Mm-hmm. And if my if I feel like the rest of my life is in order, mm-hmm. then I can kind of tackle I get anything that. else. What's the most um, extreme thing you do, cleanliness-wise, or like tidiness-wise? Do you iron your bed sheets? That's, I feel like that's one that's mm. like a, you've got to be like a next level tidy yeah. person to iron your bed sheets. So I used to, mm. but in the pandemic, I do admit that fell by the wayside, but it's probably things like yesterday. So my radiators are like inset into the wall. So my sideboards kind of like cut into the wall mm. and then it sort of houses the radiator. And I will get down on my hands and knees like with a cloth mm. and like pull out all the dust that's around the sideboards and like oh. underneath the radiators, mm. which no one is ever going to notice or see. But if I know that it's okay. disgusting yeah. under there, then I'll be thing. upset. Yeah. Okay. And it's things like in my showers, I have um, I have those, I find them very irritating, but they do do a good job, which is they're like hair catchers mm. and they're like industrial mm. and they catch all sorts of shit. And yesterday <laughs> I literally like spent my mm. day bleaching my shower drains. Oh, sure, all the fun. <laughs> yeah. Whatever blows wow. a bit out. But yeah, I, don't, okay. I don't mean like bleaching in the drain. I mean like lifting out the contraption. You actually have to undo it with like a screwdriver. Oh, wow. And Gosh. like pull it all out and then bleach that and then oh. put it all out. Yeah, and there's it. like different oh. parts of it, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Like different levels. Yeah, it quite satisfying. Yeah. I think I'd rather just use this muscle drain unblocker once every <laughs> yeah. I have used that too. Yeah. Don't worry. Um, that is like intermittent. But... Um, we should get you on yeah. um, like how clean is your house? Yeah, you Kim Woodburn yeah. 2.0. Do other, other people's mess give you anxiety? Like hoarders? Yeah, my sister's like the messiest person okay. on the planet. Although okay. she's not dirty and I do think there's a difference. Totally agree. Mm. Terry, what do you do that you're smug about? Oh, gosh. I don't like to be smug, really. I can't really think of anything. I don't really so rewarding. No, no, honestly. Yeah. There's nothing that you're like, go me. Yeah, it doesn't have to be outwardly okay, smug. Okay, secretly smug, mm. but only I would know. I'm so on it with my skincare routine. Specifically, one. SPF. And I'm like, I will wear it every single day. Even like, like when I don't leave the house. Okay. I have it on in the wind, did of winter. That's why your every skin day. is like yeah. glowing. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Um, well, I just, you know, anti, anti-aging, anti got to, you got to yeah. start. My sister was like, start now when you're like 12. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Um, so that's like the one thing that I, yeah. You should be smug about that. Yeah, I'm like, oh, pr- protection. Yes, damn right. I, I'm like a real skin martyr. And then like the one thing that I'll never tell anyone is like, I don't use this. Mm. I just don't I must I know I must it just feels like just like another layer oh, I know yeah. a, lot, a lot of people can't use them very easily they break them out and Wait, the formulas can be quite intense yeah. that's it formulas far too intense for my skin <laughs> um, Emma what do you smug about? Um, I think probably I always try to do some sort of exercise in the morning oh wow and if what I don't do it not every day but if I don't do it it literally like ruins my day like I can feel it like hanging over me if I don't do it so if I get up and like do a peloton then that is my that's yeah that's my day that's you should be smug about that yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's yeah. so hideous and I hate every second of it um but when it's done it's that's and you feel quite yeah. pious about it for the rest yeah. of the day yeah yeah as you should, as you should. Um, What's yours? Mine is that I that I really do get eight hours sleep every night. Like I really, really do, mm. and I'm really I'm fastidious about bedtime. We mm-hmm. are very yeah. strict in my household. I've not had very much sleep this weekend, but anyway, a fun weekend aside, I'm really, I'm really 
quite obsessive about eight hours. And how does that work when you're obviously in there with someone else? Because we keep the same hours. Okay. We didn't used yeah. to pre-pandemic, and it used to be quite difficult. But no, we are we are lights out by ten latest, and we wake up around really? ten hours. Really? Right oh my goodness. Oh. Okay, let's do some very quick fire questions because we have been talking for ages. Uh, suggestions for non-hideous dog walking boots or shoes. Emma, new fashion editor. Time to shine. What are you? Uh, what are your comfy? boot recommendations well it has to be like a chunky yeah I know it's boring but it has to be like really chunky stompy black boot I think Ganny have got some amazing ones Uh, Whistles have got some amazing ones and I think I saw quite a cool player in Arquette at the weekend yes oh yeah they're good they're good good. do you have a dog yes what have you got little sausage dog yeah miniature well she's kind of like a big miniature she's she's Somewhere in between. Will she be making an appearance in the office? Oh, gosh. I mean, she is so <laughs> barky okay. that I don't think she could. Okay. She would just annoy everyone <laughs> so <laughs> much. Yeah. Uh, Emma, another one for you. Someone has said, chunky loafer, save or splurge? Chunky, I think you've got to splurge. If you're going to be wearing it, you know, yes. every day. And a chunky loafer is a really good shoe to have in your wardrobe. Although, actually, although they're probably, they're probably still a bit of an investment, but Georgie came home with an amazing pair from Russell and Bromley last week which are on our TikTok you can check it out at Sherlock's and they are chunky with a big gold mm-hmm. chain they look really cool London Hendo ideas what a timely question someone yeah. has said Sherry must do's in London for people visiting this Christmas if you could do one thing festive in London right now what would it be go to the South Bank Centre and see Dolly Parton's Christmas show <gasps> yeah what? what's that it's called like her Rocky Mountain that's the one yeah the Rocky Mountain one okay um, if you want a bit of country but it's awful, Smoky but Mountain I think Smoky, Smoky Mountain. Mountain that's the one Smoky what is Mountain. it it's a live show yeah 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 it's like a music it's musical it's a musical it's a musical it's a musical Dolly Parton country meets December oh my god that yeah. sounds amazing really okay I'm gonna do that quick one for everybody somebody says a dinner party game idea for 10 people Harriet Dinner party game? Oh, probably something quite boring, like fantasy dinner guests. That's a good one. It's, it does get the convo flowing. It's good for chat. Sherry? That's good. If you want an actual card game, what do you mean? Is Cards Against Humanity, but with memes instead mm. of prompts. It's, it's, yeah, outrageous, but really fun. Emma? I quite like the categories one. You know, where you say, like, I can name four... You can play with seven and nine year olds. I can name five it's animals. Actually, an adult <laughs> game, but yeah, that's the one. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and the drunker you get, the more fun it is. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Monopoly deal. Oh, that's mm. a good one. Great, great game. All right, we're going to leave it there. Thank you for listening. And first podcast completed. <laughs> if you have any feedback at all, please do email podcast at shilax.com. We love hearing from you. Don't forget to keep an eye out for the question box every weekend on our socials and. In addition, if you have any questions, then do check out the Sheerlux Communities Board, which is thriving, as we mentioned last week. If you've got any questions for the team or for other like-minded Sheerlux readers, then do check it out. It is full of helpful tips and tricks for everything from fashion to food, um, cleaner recommendations. I mean, there's a bit of everything. Mm -hmm. Anyway, also don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Want truly hydrated skin? Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER.